This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. From hockey to wrestling, football to golf, no sport left unturned. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. I'm your co-host, Wally Rigabon, filling in for Neil Durning this week, who's doing some R&R up in cottage country. I hope you're having a good time, Neil. And with me, as usual, for the next hour is... Naz Marchese. Yeah, I guess you forgot for a while there. You forgot <laughs> no, name. I didn't forget. How can I forget you, Naz? No problem. Anyways, hot button topics this week. Uh, this is a call-in show. Call us at 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. Give us a call. Let us know what's on your mind. Let's talk some sports. Some of the big topics from this week, obviously NHL playoffs are continuing, a couple of hot series, Naz and I will be talking about that very shortly. Fanuf trade rumors, uh, Naz and I have got an interesting take on, uh, on, on those and some other potential Maple Leafs in the future. The Jays had a fantastic week, we'd like to talk about that. If you're interested in soccer at all, give us a call. Fantastic game yesterday, Champions League, controversial ending. Memorial Cup, Naz and I, uh, we've got some interesting Memorial Cup stories from, uh, from the 60s and 70s, if you want to talk about that. Got a great tennis player, Eugenie Bouchard, tuning up for the Rogers Cup, coming up in Toronto. Mark Cuban's in the news. Whatever's on your mind, give us a call. Let's talk sports, 416-360-0740, 1-866-740-4740. Great week in NHL playoffs again. Naz, yeah. Rangers, and Habs got down and dirty this week. Very interesting playoffs, very interesting playoffs. There's so many turns in playoff series. Carey Price gets hurt. He's, he's out for the season from what I'm hearing. He's not even coming back for the finals if Montreal gets in. They come up with, uh, they don't start Buda in the uh, game, and they come up with the goalie from Hamilton. and uh, Tukarski. Tukarski. And it's very interesting. He's played well. There's, uh, there hasn't been a problem with his goaltending. And can Montreal beat the Rangers with their third goalie? Wally? I don't no, know. I don't see it. I think, I think Tukarski's uh, bubble is about to burst. Um, I don't see him as a bona fide, uh, I might be wrong, but I don't see him as a bona fide NHL star. Um, he came up with a great game the other night. Rangers should have won that game. Um, I think the tables are going to turn tonight. Um, they're they're going to find a way to, to, to get to him, put the puck past him. Lundqvist is probably the best goalie in the, in, in the world right now, although Jonathan Quick would, uh, watching him play, you'd, uh, you'd uh, certainly get a, an argument on that point. But um, I see I see the Rangers winning tonight, uh, probably four two, five two something like that. And um, although I do see it as a six game series, 
Yeah, it's unfortunate Price got hurt. The series would have been uh, could have been a little different. But don't count the Canadians out yet. And wouldn't it be uh, a uh, NBC dream or the NHL <laughs> dream if the Los Angeles Kings played the New York Rangers in the Stanley Cup final? I'm sure Gary Bettman is uh, staying awake at night hoping that that happens, and everybody else at NHL headquarters. That would that would put the ratings through the roof down in the states. Anyways, before we go over to the uh, Kings Hawks series. Uh, there was a bit of controversy in the Habs. Uh, I was about to say Habs Bruins. That's that series long gone. There was controversy <laughs> there too in the Habs Rangers series. A couple of suspensions this week. Uh, we were talking about that before we went on the air, Naz. And uh, you thought the Carcillo suspension may have been a phantom suspension? Ten games for that. I'm still looking at to see what he did uh, to to deserve ten games. I don't understand that. I know he's appealing it. I wouldn't give him more than two games for that, and and he must have swore at the referee or verbal abuse or something. But it looked like the uh, the linesman or the referee threw him right into the box, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, Carcillo is not; uh, he's considered a, a pain in the ass type of player. Is that is that is that one of those reputation suspensions where you know you got a reputation, therefore we throw the book at you? Or is uh, we were talking about this earlier? Like I said, um, if, if when you go after an official, is it is it mandatory? I mean, it's one of those suspensions. It's ten games or nothing. It's just like the David Clarkson suspension. You come over the bench, come over the bench. Doesn't matter. You get ten games. You touch an official. Doesn't matter. You get ten games. There's no discretion. Is that your sense of it, Naz? Uh, it looks like that's what they've done, but I, I have a feeling that when they appeal it, it'll be a lot less than 10 games. And the other suspension, um, the hit to Stepan, another brutal hit from what I could tell, another shot to the head, but broken jaw uh, reportedly, and he gets two games. Uh, it was five steamboats before he released the puck, right? Yeah. It's, I don't understand that, and it was two games. He could have killed him with that uh, elbow yeah. shot. And and we've had you know we've had that discussion. And, and I'm going to say it again. You want to get that stuff out of the game. You're not going to do it with two game suspensions. You're just not going to do it with two game suspensions. You want to take a run at somebody's head. You break somebody's jaw, and that and you get two games for that. No, I don't totally, get it. That's I don't, totally I mean, wrong. That's, that's got to be that's got to be ten twenty games if, if you want that stuff out of the league. And we're not either Ranger or Hab fans, so we're looking at it realistically. I I don't see that two games being enough. Should have been at least five, and Carcillo to get ten for that. I'm not I'm not sure about that. And where do you where's your sense of where this series is going? Well, I picked the Rangers and the Hawks in the final, but. Um, I do like the Rangers. I do like them, and the key is tonight. If they lose tonight, I think it's five games and Montreal's out. Uh, the, and then the L.A. Kings series, um, I never thought, uh, I thought Chicago was too good for them. I'm not so certain right now. Anyways, once again, this is a call-in show, the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on, on AM 740. Phone numbers to call in, 416-360-0740. Seven four zero four seven four zero. Watch the uh, Naz. I watched the um, the Kings Hawks game last night, and it just seems it seemed in the second half of the game, the Kings are taking the series over. They're just applying their physical play, and they just seem to be wearing the Blackhawks down. They're just they're a really really difficult team to play against when they, when they get their physical game going. And when Jonathan Quick is playing like he's now playing, it's tough. I, tough for the Hawks to overcome that. 
It's funny. Usually the cup winners go through adversity in the early rounds. And uh, L.A. played San Jose, and they were down 3 nothing, and came back to win the series 4-3. And usually those type of teams that do that end up, uh, end up winning. So the L.A. Kings may win the cup again. And uh, more power to them. They've built a really, really good hockey club there. Interesting we uh, talk about the L.A. Kings, and they've built a uh, really, really good hockey team. Um, they have a fabulous line, uh, Jeff Carter. Tyler Toffoli and Tanner Pearson, uh, two of those players most people didn't recognize until uh, until this playoff series. But if you're watching the game last night, it was Toffoli who, who, who blew by the Chicago Blackhawks defense and scored a key goal in that game. Second round pick in 2010, 47th overall. Tanner Pearson, two years later, chosen 30th overall uh, from the Barry Colts. Why is it uh, everybody seems to get these players, but uh, Leafs don't? An interesting story about that. Both of these guys were scouted extensively by a gentleman by the name of Mike Fuda, who's now uh, the Kings vice president of hockey operations, director of player personnel, and uh, just goes to show you how much of a difference uh, how much of a difference scouting makes. If you got the right scouts and they come up with these gems in the second and third rounds, that that's how you build winning teams. Hey, he gets a lot of credit for putting that uh, L.A. Kings team together, and uh, he's done a terrific job. He started in uh, junior hockey with St. Mike's, and he's really moved up the ladder uh, with that hockey club. And uh, give him give him credit. Mike Fuda's done a great job over there. And I, I know there was teams seeking him as a general manager, and he decided to stay with L.A. Started to stay with L.A. And to got to, uh, hats off to him. He's doing a fantastic job with that team. So uh, game four. It's going to be the critical game of that series, uh, Kings, uh, Kings-Hawks, Kings Game 4. Uh, Hawks desperately need that game to get back in the series. Um, Kings, uh, I see them I see them winning that game and, and taking it back and winning that one in six as well, setting up a Kings-Rangers uh, final. I saw something in Game 3 of that series with Corey Crawford, the goalie. When a goalie starts, uh, he, he gave up a couple of goals he thought he should have had. And he gets upset by giving up the goals during the game. I think the goalie's confidence is a little shattered now. And I, I don't know if Corey Crawford uh, is going to take them the rest of the way. Anyways, um, well, uh, just before we go to commercial break, I have a little announcement for some of our good friends at Henry Carr High School uh, in the old neighborhood. This announcement for uh, for Henry Carr. They're having celebrating their 40th anniversary this Friday night at 6 p.m., they're hosting a pub night at the school. All Henry Carr alumni are invited to celebrate this important milestone. Uh, a shout-out to all of our good friends at Henry Carr. Have a great time this Friday night. Anyways, we're, we're going to go to break now. We're going to come back, uh, take some of your calls, and we're going to talk about the fun of trade rumors. Talk to you in a minute. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when my wife accused me of having an affair. How could I tell her that I was hopelessly in love with extra thin crust pizza from Pizzaville? I didn't ask for this to happen. It was so thin, so delicate, so delicious. I can't bear to share it with my wife. She wants me to see a counsellor, but I don't want to share it with him either. Call Pizzaville for an extra thin crust pizza at 736-3636. There's an old saying... 
Entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. The best. This van took our family on some of the best and worst road trips. Every vehicle holds memories, which makes saying goodbye tough. Give your car a legacy to remember. Donate it to Kidney Car. You'll benefit those living with kidney disease, and that's a memory you can cherish. Kidney Car offers fast, free towing, plus a minimum tax receipt of $300. Call 1-866-788-CARS or visit kidneycar.ca. Kidney Car. Donate. Feel great. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. Are they ever wrong about sports? I can answer that in two words. Impossible. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. Anyways, we're back. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. It's a call-in show. Give us a call. 416-360-0740-1866-740-740. Four seven four zero. Give us a call. Whatever's on your mind. You want to talk hockey. You want to talk baseball. You want to talk soccer. Uh, any sports topics? Give us a call. Dion Phaneuf trade rumors. Oh, they, they, is they, it been, starting again? They've been around for uh, a couple of weeks. That that bombshell broke a couple of weeks ago. Um, you were on the golf course playing golf with Dion Phaneuf when it broke. Uh, uh, no, the, was, Carlisle, the Carlisle, uh, the, the Carlisle, the the Carlisle story, and we we talked about a bit a bit about that. Um, Dion Phaneuf doesn't seem to be the most loved professional athlete in Toronto, and that's to put it mildly. Ever, ever, well, ever. We 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 can have that discussion. People have very strong feelings about uh, Dion Phaneuf. Uh, quite a few of them are negative. Um, quite a few is an understatement, uh, Wally. Uh, is an understatement, and uh, quite frankly, uh, I, I don't understand it. Um, I, mean, I can appreciate the fact that perhaps a lot of Leaf fans don't think he's a good captain or not leading the team in the manner that they wish, but the desire to have him um, shipped out of town for almost nothing in return. I quite frankly, I don't understand. Um, 
I think the problem with Dion Phaneuf in the minds of a lot of a lot of Leaf fans, he doesn't measure up at this point in time to some of the great Leaf captains of of the past. Um, and we certainly have you know some model captains that came in in I would call, for us Zoomers, anyways, that were around the '60s and '70s. I would call the recent past. For some of our younger audience, may not consider it the recent past. But Wendell Clark and Doug Gilmore were the prototype captains, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Daryl Sittler too, and Daryl Sittler, of course, and and Dave Keon. Dave Keon too, George and, Armstrong too. And the, these these particular um, Leaf captains left. The, they were perceived to leave their heart and soul on the ice. They brought it every game. Um, some reason, Dion Phaneuf doesn't get that type of um, reaction from Leaf fans. There's no, there's no connection between Leaf fans and Dion for a lot of Leaf fans. And um, some people think he's headed out of town. The, I, I found those trade rumors almost came out of the blue. They, you know, they signed him for a $7 million contract in uh, it was a December January mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he he's he's going out of town um, don't understand it as well I believe the uh, the rumor that uh, that he he's on the trade block I believe he's going to get traded I believe he's going to get traded probably after the NHL uh, entry draft they have no choice they made a decision to go with Randy Carlisle as coach what they did say was they needed to change the culture of the team. So where do the Leafs go? Change the culture of the team. They have to get rid of some of their stars. Let's get into Dion Phaneuf, supposed star. Um, he's not suited for the city of Toronto. He's probably the most hated athlete ever in this city, and that's saying but a lot. But why? Why? I don't get it. I mean, we we had the same issue with Larry Murphy. How many years ago was that? Was that the nineties, mid nineties? Um, yeah, year Larry seems Mur- to be Larry boring Murphy one year into the other. It must have been the early 90, 90, 91, 92. That, would have been late ninety because he was yeah, winning yeah. Stanley Cups That's with right. the Detroit Red Wings, and at some point, yeah, and, he was traded. Uh, he came from Pittsburgh, and he had won some Stanley correct. Cups there. Right? And and Larry Murphy played for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the Leaf fans turned on him, but not like this. This and, is and this is way over the over the and mark. Larry, Larry Murphy was not a great defenseman, but he was a very very good defenseman, and and I can I can say the same thing about Dion Phaneuf. Dion Phaneuf is not a great defenseman. Uh, I would say he's a good defenseman, and you want to do you does do we really and you, the operative word you used Naz was that we're thinking of getting rid. Of Dion Phaneuf, rid. When you get rid of somebody, you really, really don't get much in return. Do we really want to get rid of the most important defenseman on the Toronto Maple Leafs? Is Play he twenty-five? Is, is he the most def- important defenseman? Well, on the right Toronto now Maple. he is. Come on, we can't have that argument. Who, who even compares to Dion Phaneuf on the existing Toronto Maple Leaf defense? Who even compares to him right now? Right now, right yes. now, nobody. Nobody. I mean. We we can agree that Morgan Riley has a lot of potential. He does. Yeah. He's going to be. He he's likely to be a very good defenseman. That's who they're grooming. Potentially, though. potentially, he could be an all star. No mm-hmm. question in but my mind. That's who the they're talent grooming. level is there. You throw Morgan Riley out there next year for twenty five minutes a game, you could end up sacrificing his career. Okay, the Leafs have a history. They have a history of throwing young defensemen out there 
and, and, and mutilating them. How many, how many defensemen have come through the ranks? I can mention one okay. that just signed as a GM with Vancouver. So. Jim, <laughs> oh, Jim Benning. Benning. Yeah. You know, we, we, we had a whole history of them in the early 80s. That you, threw them out, you threw them out to the wolves, and they never developed into the defensemen we ever thought they were going to develop into. So we're going to get rid of Dion Phaneuf. Okay, he's got a $7 million contract. Um, Where does the, he go? The reports out there say other teams will take him for five, five and a half million. And the Leafs would have to absorb a million and a half, let's say. Mm-hmm. So that tells me he's a little bit overpaid. Not drastically overpaid. He's a little bit overpaid. Okay? And so you're going to trade your number one defenseman, although we perhaps we can agree he's the Leafs' number one defenseman, but in the NHL he's not considered a, quotation marks, number one defenseman. Um, so you're going to get rid of him. Who are you going to bring in? You have to bring in somebody to replace him. You have to. Yeah, you have to bring in somebody. Otherwise, you might as well you might as well cancel next year right now, because you take Dion Phaneuf out of that defense. You take him out of that defense, warts and all. However, you want to feel about him, and you don't bring in somebody equivalent to replace him. You know what? You might as well you might as well say you're not making the playoffs. Wally, they might be better off. They, they the Toronto Maple Leafs better start thinking like other NHL teams and using their American Hockey League affiliate as a as a development uh, team. The Toronto Marlies in the playoffs have won eight straight games in the playoffs. They're in the semifinals. They are the farm team of the Toronto Maple Leafs. They have, I am told, and I've heard Steve Spot in a couple of interviews, is saying three of those defensemen on the Marlies could play in the NHL next year. Name me the three. One of them is Stuart Percy. I okay. can't recall the other two, but I remember Percy so because I, he was a first-round pick of the of the Leafs. Okay, can I can I interrupt you for just a second? Is Stuart Percy is he a replacement for Dion Phaneuf? No, but the group, uh, but the group of defensemen, up. they have to develop these guys, and they've played in the American Hockey League for a while, and they've got to use them. They have to use them. Okay, Toronto Marlies, uh, and I agree, they're they're playing very well. They're in they're in the thick of the AHL playoffs. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. They haven't lost a game yet in the playoffs. That's have right. They, they beat the, the number one team, Texas, the other night. Was it five nothing? Five, five one. Nothing. Five, five, one. five one. Okay, yeah. and they're playing tomorrow night. That's and correct. I understand it's in on Texas. Leafs TV. Yeah. At uh, at eight o'clock, if I'm going to certainly be tuning into that game, I want to see what's on the uh, what's on the Marlies team. Anyways, we have a caller. Let's go to the call, Mike. Mike, How are you doing? Oh, we're doing great. What do you? What's on Hi, your Mike. mind? Well, what do you think of the uh, the possibilities of a uh, of a New York Ranger or L A final? I mean, that's just great for. Well, that that would just be great for uh, for the networks. That's for sure. Yeah, it'd be great for the game too. That I would like to see that final anyway. Quick against uh, Lundqvist, a terrific goaltending battle. Stars on both uh, sides of the uh, both sides, and it would be a tremendous final, I'm sure. Yeah, do you, do you actually think that? Uh, how about um, uh, Dion Phaneuf? Do you think that he's actually worth retaining as a, a defenseman number one? I think that the he was. I think he had. I think he was a problem when he was was, was brought into the Maple Leafs organization. I think Calgary realized there was going to be growth, or, or whether he was, they realized he wasn't going to be going going anywhere as a defenseman. Yeah, Mike, I have this theory on uh, on Dion Phaneuf this year. The, the fans dislike him so much, it would be hell for him as a defenseman to play in the city one more year. And uh, I don't think uh, – I think they have to move him. 
I think you, uh, and thanks for your call, Mike. I think you hit on probably the only rational reason, in my estimation, you should get rid of Dion Phaneuf unless you get something, unless you get a defenseman uh, uh, with some talent in return, um, is that I tend to agree with you. Once the fans turn on somebody, it's very difficult to get the fans back. And it, and the vitriol that that I hear amongst fans when we talk and, you know, we talk uh, about the Leafs, talk about Dion Phaneuf, inevitably uh, I mean, the comments towards him seems seems so negative. And I don't know how he turns that around. I don't know how he turns that around unless, you know, it, I mean, there are situations in, in, in the NHL where these types of relationships between fans and teams have been turned around. And Carey Price is a classic example. Mm-hmm. Carey Price had his moments with the, with, the, with the Montreal fans in his first couple of years um, where the, the fans had turned on him and Price had turned on the fans. But you know what? Price turned it around, and the way to turn it around is to play well. And yeah, and you, but you can't compare the two because Price was a young guy. I think he was, what, 21 years old when, that, when he was having problems there? And uh, Phaneuf is now 29, maybe 30 years old, yeah. closing in on 30. Uh, do you make I, any of the, do you make anything of those comments that Shanahan made in that in that press conference? Nah, he had that, that, he, that that you know Shanahan said I'm going to try and help Dion out with leadership on the team, or is that was that just uh, glossing glossing the problem over? That was glossing the problem over. They're trading him, and that uh, that uh, rumor that came out by uh, by somebody at another radio station is absolutely true, and he will get traded. And where is he going? Well. Um, I've heard San Jose. Uh, that makes sense that he would fit right in there. They're getting rid of uh, Dan Boyle. They're not re-signing him as a free agent. And it would make sense he's, he would be going there. They're putting uh, Brett Burns back on defense. Who can play? He could be an NHL all-star in both defense and forward, but they're going to put him back there. I can see him fitting in as a number three defenseman, Vlasic, uh, Burns, and Phaneuf. He'd probably fit in pretty good there. I see him going to San Jose as well. That's why that's why Dan Boyle is not going to be uh, has been essentially let go. Um, I think Fanuf is a good fit in San Jose. Uh, he doesn't have to bear the burden that he he he, he bears in Toronto. I, I think the problem with Dion Fanuf in Toronto is he's asked to do too much, and he he's probably not a twenty-five to twenty-six minute uh, a game player. Uh, he's probably a number two defenseman or a co. You know, or he should be playing in a defense pair with someone equivalent to him. I think you'd get more out of him. You'd, you'd get more talent out of him, and he's just he's miscast in his role. And I think I think that's probably the biggest part of his problem in Toronto. But, uh, anyways, it's time for a break. Uh, give us a call four one six three six zero zero seven four zero one eight six six seven four zero four seven. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. After the break, we'll be talking a little bit of Blue Jays and some more hockey. Talk to you soon. It was a rainy day when Peterville asked, how much loyalty is there in the world anymore? Well, about 14 inches, we figure. Introducing Peterville's new loyalty program. After your sixth order, you'll receive a large 14-inch pizza of your choice free with your seventh order. You scratch our back, we feed your face. Find out more at pizzaville.ca. That's pizzaville.ca.
At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal, yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. For a getaway, not far away, come to historic Port Hope, one hour east of Toronto. Enjoy fabulous shopping in the downtown Heritage District with its antique, boutique and specialty stores. Take in a play, festival or event. Dine in a fine restaurant or pub. And stay over in a well-appointed B&B or inn. There are miles of trails, beautiful riverside parks, even golf. To learn more, call 888-PORT-HOPE or visit porthopetourism.ca. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. They never argue sports. They just explain while they're always correct. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. Welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Once again, give us a call. Anything that's on your mind, sports, give us a call. 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. Before we get back to the uh, Dion Phaneuf trade rumors, just want to remind people that the Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a big supporter of the Foundation Fighting Blindness. Vision loss and eye disease affects millions of Canadians. The effects of vision impairment can be devastating and and isolating. We at the Naz and Wally Sports Hour support the Foundation Fighting Blindness. It's doing some fantastic work, some great research, sight-saving research, and increasing public awareness of vision-related problems. Please support them, the Foundation Fighting Blindness, at www.ffb.ca. Once again, give us a call. Uh, Naz, we were talking about the Phaneuf trade rumors. We've established that probably his likely destination is, is San Jose. Calgary might be a fit there. He's got uh, history with Brian Burke. Uh, before we went on air, we were having a, a, a general discussion about what the Leafs might look like in in a year or two years, and one interesting name came up in the discussion. Uh, a Toronto boy, uh, 
and both you and I think he'd be a perfect fit in Toronto. Tell us about that, Naz. Well, we were talking uh, Steve Stamkos. He's uh, got he has two years left on his contract, and what what we're told is that he he will not resign in Tampa Bay, and he wants a uh, destination, and the destination is Toronto. And they would pay him top dollars, and he deserves it. He's probably one two with Sidney Crosby as the best players in the NHL. I can see that happening, uh, and if they do, if this is the case, and Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Lightning cannot wait two years for Stamkos to say, "I'm leaving as an un, as an unrestricted free agent." But they just to, to be get, clear, they have to get let's be clear though. He hasn't. He's he's. Let's be clear. He has not said that he's not signing with Tampa Bay. He's not said he's coming to Toronto. Obviously, he can't say that. Yeah. He's under contract. You know, nobody can interfere with that contract. He's signed with Tampa Bay. Uh, on the public record, at some point in time, Tampa's going to try and re-sign him. He may or may very well not. He may sign with Tampa. He may not. And we'll, that, that will be determined as, as things go along. But I see him. Uh, I, don't know whether he's, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know whether he has any interest in Toronto or not. Uh, I'm sure the Toronto Maple Leafs would have a huge interest uh, in Steam Stamkos if he had an interest in coming to Toronto. It makes sense because they're trying to ch- change the culture of the team. So Stamkos to Toronto somehow makes sense that uh, it could happen. They know in advance if they're going to re-sign with uh, the teams that they're playing with. A lot of these players already know. They're probably in negotiations. But that's two years away. Do you really think that, that they've talked about it that yeah, early? Yeah, yeah, because they extend guys a lot of the times with one, two years left on their contract because they want to lock them up for seven, eight, nine years. If you see the NHL contracts right now, that's what they're doing. They're extending the contracts it's five years, six years to tie up the player for a long period of time. They haven't done that here. Why haven't they done that? You know, there is. It, it looks to me like it could happen. Uh, and what better now? Would you rather have Dion Phaneuf as a captain or Steve Stamkos as a captain? <laughs> Good point. You um, know, he'd be a very popular player here, and he'd be exactly what the Leafs need yeah. needed. Stamkos to me is the he's the Tim Lewicki type of signing. Big splash, big money, big star, uh, big PR move. Fantastic hockey player. Sign the best. Pay top dollar. That's 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 got Tim Lewicki uh, stamped all over it. Does that's that's the type of uh, that's the type of vision that he has. I mean, he goes out and spends a hundred million dollars on a couple of soccer players uh, in a Wish sport. Wish they could skate. Yeah, uh, you're going to spend a hundred million dollars for a couple of soccer players, man. If you can grab Steve Samkos, you know what? Empty, empty the, empty the, empty the treasury at MLSC. Do whatever you got to do to get him here. Problem with bringing Stamkos here, of course, in in a salary cap world. Uh, when that time comes, I don't know what max is. Uh, I've, I've heard the number eleven, twelve million bandied about. Um, you bring Stamkos to Toronto, you got a max. That's right. Whatever it is. So what so does that then, mean? What, what do you do? I mean, you got where are you going to fit twelve million dollars into this payroll? There's only one way to do it, and the, the, he's a top player. You have to get rid of probably your top player, which is Phil Kessel. And Phil Kessel wouldn't be enough for Steve Stamkos. He'd have they'd have to give up a little more to get get him in a trade. See what tends to happen if they don't re-sign, they trade him to a team they already know that he's going to sign with that team. And they, they end up making a trade in advance, right, of the, of the two years. So I can see Tampa Bay 
uh, trading him because if he does, if he decides not to resign with them, and I could see the Leafs going after him, and I also think that they'd have to give a Phil Kessel and probably Tyler Bozak or Kad, uh, Nazem Kadri. Those are the players that they'd have to give up in return. So they they're not going to get him for nothing. That's for sure. Well, that uh, interesting. I, I agree that Stamkos Kessel even up. I mean, the rule of thumb in hockey trades is always whoever gets the best player wins the trade. Um, you know, and as Stamkos gets closer to the end of his contract, the Tampa's leverage goes down. Um, the closer they get to the end of the contract, the less they're going to get in return. So. They're going to have the, uh, Eiserman's going to have to make a determination fairly quick. Uh, in I wouldn't say fairly quickly, like, like not in the next month, but over the course of the uh, the next year or so, whether he's going to be able to resign Steve Stamkos or not. He's going to have to come to that determination, and once he realizes uh, that perhaps Stamkos may not want to stay. He's going to have to put him on the trade market because the longer he waits, the less he's going to get for him. And you've got one of the top. What would you say? Minimum one of the top five players in the league. Oh, he's top two. He's behind Crosby, and he's yeah. getting closer and closer. Yeah, I mean, he's he's an absolute he's a, he's force a, out there. He's a legitimate 60 to 70 goal man. Yeah. That's how good he is. Yeah. So we'll, we'll certainly keep an eye on that story for the for the next little while. And, um, you know, rumors may heat up at some point, maybe a bit early still. But uh, you heard it here on the Nazawali Sports Hour uh, in May. Of uh, of 2014, we'll see. We'll see where that story goes. Anyways, we've got a hot team in Toronto. We got to move topics here. Um, um, we've got a really hot team that's that's heating up the uh, sports world in Toronto th- this week. The Toronto Blue Jays um, have gone on a roll. I, I can't say. Did I predict that one, Naz? Uh, you sure did. <laughs> I have to give him credit. He said that they would win ten out of their next thirteen games, and they did exactly that. They are ten and three in the last thirteen games. So, Wally, you made it happen with the Blue Jays with this uh, winning streak. Uh, I won't take all the credit for it, but tell me what's a uh, few th- differences I notice and and um, and I and I said it, I, I alluded to it last week. Having Jansen back makes a huge difference. Oh, it's a big and, difference, and it's it's not just it's it's not just putting Jansen back in the lineup. It's what he does for the rest of the lineup. He stabilizes, you know, the middle and and short term relief. The the uh, closers feel more comfortable, and it just it picks up the entire pitching staff. So you get the obviously the improvement in performance because he's in the lineup, but you're getting improvement in performance in pitching all around. Mm-hmm. You know, Dickey had a great outing yesterday. Uh, was it eight and a third? Eight and a third, almost yeah. almost a full game. Burley, you know, he keeps going like this. So you're going to start talking Cy Young. Oh, he's there now, right? Yeah, you got some forces. Encarnacion's been on a on a tear, you know. Bautista's, uh, you know, he, he's he's doing well. Now you got these. Now you got you're injecting some speed into that lineup as well. Ray, we're finally getting out of Reyes. What we thought we were going to get out of him, I mean, he's a world class player. Uh, that other Anthony kid, Ghost has been tremendous. Kid, talk, talk to me about out. Anthony Ghost. His speed, he he can track anything down in the uh, outfield. He is absolutely a tremendous baseball player. And, that, and and offensively, he's not there yet, but he'll get there. He'll hit two. If he, if a guy like that can hit two sixty, two seventy, and get on base with his defensive prowess, it's greatness. Greatness is going to be with that guy. He he can go from first to home on a single. He did that yesterday. Reyes can do the same thing. Speed is very very important 
in the right spots in, in baseball. And they have it. They, uh, they are going to win the American League East. And they're going to be playing meaningful games in September. So the fans got to get out there and watch because that team is a really good baseball team. And you look at the other teams in the division, I don't see their, those other teams in the, in the division have lineups like the Blue Jays. Lineups like the Blue Jays. And I, I know they're going to win the American League East. Naz, you've been a big critic in the past of uh, the Jays manager, John Gibbons. Um, is he? Is I'm glad he, you brought that up. Well, <laughs> is he the man to take the Jays to the? I've, I, is he the man to take the Jays to the promised land? And we've had that discussion. I I was not a big fan of the Jays taking him back as the manager. Um, I think managers are very important in baseball. I think a man, a good manager, making the right strategic and tactical moves at the right time can win you ten games a year, and that's the difference. Is he good enough? as a manager, to take the Jays to the to the playoffs? I think he's learned from last year, and he is a much better manager this year than he is last year, than he was last year. And I have to change my mind on him. I think he's doing a terrific job this year managing the Blue Jay team. He's uh, more decisive. He looks more decisive when he's out there. He's not afraid to take pitchers out when they're supposed to be taken out, where last year he'd leave them in, leave them in, leave them in. They get hit. He's been taking them out when they're supposed to be taken out. And I'm impressed with him this year. Fantastic. Anyways, time for a break. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, and we'll be back shortly. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. The best. It took 25 light years for the stars to illuminate the prairies. It took millions of years to forge the Rockies. And it took thousands of years for the forests to pierce the glaciers and for valleys to replace lakes. Nature took its time. Take your time discovering Canada. Aboard the Canadian. Beauty takes no shortcuts. Details at viarail.ca. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when my wife accused me of having an affair. How could I tell her that I was hopelessly in love with extra thin crust pizza from Pizzaville? 
I didn't ask for this to happen. It was so thin, so delicate, so delicious. I can't bear to share it with my wife. She wants me to see a counsellor, but I don't want to share it with him either. Call Pizzaville for an extra thin crust pizza at 736-3636. They're not here to be nice. They're here to be right. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. Anyways, welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. It's time for our golf wisdom segment. We have on the line with us our golf, uh, can I call you a guru, Sean? You're our <laughs> you golf guru. Want, Sean Clement, the most popular golf teacher on YouTube, over 20 million hits and 40,000 subscribers. You can find him at www.wisdomingolf.com. If you've got a passion for golf, if you want to learn about the sport, or if you're a uh, a really good player and you want to get better, I highly recommend you take uh, you check out his videos on YouTube or check out his website. He's really got some fabulous stuff. And uh, if you want to get personal lessons for him, from him, check him out at the Richmond Hill Golf Learning Center uh, at Bathurst and uh, Highway 7. How are you doing today, Sean? I'm doing great, especially after that uh, introduction, Walter. Thanks. <laughs> You're just back from L.A. How did it go down there, your, your teaching sessions down in L.A.? It went absolutely fantastic. Um, my um, my top uh, architect just uh, sent me an email yesterday. Said he eagled his uh, final hole on his on the last par five of his uh, personal his own course, and is just having a blast uh, striking the ball. Well, that's got to be completely as a result of your uh, of your golf teaching. That's why he eagled that hole, Sean. Well, we call it a team effort. You know, he's <laughs> the guy holding the club and. Uh, and hopefully, I've, I've got the right information for him. <laughs> Anyways, this week I understand you want to you want to talk about uh, drawing the ball and fading the ball, and perhaps yeah, what, when when a student comes to me, Walter, and they he typically has a pulled shot. A lot of my students say, I, I can't stop pulling the ball. They end up going to the left of the target as a right-handed player, and other students. Uh, they, they, they have the same complaint, but it's the same issue, but they tend to slice the ball. The first question I ask them is, are you trying to hit the ball straight? And they go, well, of course I am. Well, the golf swing is an arc. It's a circular, uh, a circular shape. And to try and hit a ball straight out of a circular shape means that you have to manipulate the club a lot. So in that manipulation, you, you tend to hold it off and you'll either pull it or slice it. So, you know, even a beginner in the third lesson, I'm going to show them how to draw and fade the ball, and they'll do extremely well at it. Within one half-hour lesson, before the end of the half hour, you will know how to draw and, and fade the ball. It is that easy. So if you go to my uh, Draw and Fade Sean Clement videos, you'll even see a blind draw, blind fade uh, video that's for blind shots. And, uh, and then take a refresh on the alignment fine-tuning video as well. So, you know, there's, a, there's a, an evolutionary issue in trying to hit the ball straight as well. So uh, like Jack Nicklaus said it 40 years ago, stop trying to hit the ball straight. It's a futile attempt. That's, that's an interesting uh, concept for most, uh, for most uh, amateur golfers, to stop yeah. hitting the most ball people, straight, because most people, tr- that's exactly what they're trying to do. Now, on the, prof- exactly. on the pro tour... Uh, do do most golfers have a um, 
a preferred what we call shot shape that they certain golfers always want to hit fades and certain golfers always want to hit draws or do they generally well, interchange from shot to shot? Well, the better ball strikers. I mean, there are some players out there who who are running a little scared and, and what they're trying to do is avoid the big miss, you know, like you hear from Hank Haney. And, um, and they'll prefer, there's a, there's a specific shot shape that they like to hit. And if you look at Bubba Watson, it's, you know, it's a different story. He'll, he'll, hit, he'll hit the shot that he sees in his mind. He likes to fade the ball with the driver, and he likes to draw the ball with the shorter irons. There's some, some particular go-to shots that you'll see reappear over and over. Like at the Masters, for him, the fade plays right into his hands uh, in most of the, most of the tee shots. Um, but the better, the better players on tour are the guys who can work the ball in both directions at will. Where, where does Mike Weir stand in, uh, in this, uh, Sean? He had a great performance. Yeah. Yeah, Mike can, play, can work the ball both directions, no problem. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's part of balancing the golf swing. Uh, if, if, you, if you overdo one side or another, you tend to get into a rut, and, and then, it, then you have to, you know, it takes a lot of work to get back out of it. But if you're, you're drawing and fading the ball on a regular basis, it balances the golf swing, and it, it balances the mind as well, neurologically. Very interesting. And uh, you're saying that us uh, amateur golfers, uh, high handicappers, uh, easily uh, we can easily learn to work the ball in both time. directions. Absolutely, it's uh, it's much much easier than people think, and and it, the reason why most people don't attempt is because they don't know how to do it, and they've never felt. So, and that's why my videos on, on that are so popular because it's once once you know how to set up for it. And, and you know what it should feel like when you come through the ball, then it's really easy. Now, in terms of you know, draws, essentially for um, just for our listeners, is uh, I guess is just the, the 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 tame version of a hook, and well, a, yeah. and a fade is the tame version of a slice. Most most of us high handicappers are more familiar with slices than hooks. That's right. That's right. Um, more slices for me. But... <laughs> well, here's. Here's a quick tidbit, just so, just so people can can enjoy this in their minds. For all you soccer players out there and those who, who kicked the ball before, if you wanted to kick a ball, if you're right-footed, you want to make the ball curve to the left, you're going to kick to the right, and the angle of your foot will be aiming to the left, where you're, you're actually hitting the ball is actually pointing to the left. And in your mind, you'll never, you, you would never, ever think that the ball would go right when you kick it that way, even though your action is going to the right. So if you take the club face and imitate the inside of your foot with the club face and you turn it inward and then you grip it and you swing out to the right of your target, you will make the ball curve left. Now what happens to a, a, per, a person who slices and the ball slices to the right, they will have a knee-jerk reaction to that and swing more to the left to, to think that they have to compensate for that slice. And what they end up doing is adding fuel to the fire and making the ball slice even more. Anyways, you've been listening to Sean Clement, uh, our, uh, our golf expert here in his Golf Wisdom segment. You can once again find him on YouTube. Please go see him there. He's the most popular golf teacher on YouTube under Sean Clement. You can see him on his website, wisdomandgolf.com. And you can see him live in person at the Richmond Hill Golf Learning Center. What did you think of Mike Weir's comeback last week, Sean? Oh, that was that was 
so awesome. Um, when I was up at uh, Taboo in 2003, uh, just uh, just before he went on his tear, uh, he was striking the ball so well, and he was so grooved, and 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 you could see the the, the peace that he had in his mind, and and it was it was really really nice to see him come back to that level and 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 um, and that proficiency. And that confidence, and man, that guy is one of the biggest fighters there is out there. There's no, there's no let for, for, with this guy. He, he, you know, just when you think that he's he's on his way out or he's having a hard spell, it, it only means he's going to bounce back even better. And uh, I'm, and that's what I'm exactly what I'm looking for with Mike. Anyway, Sean, thanks for being with us again this morning. It's uh, always a pleasure listening to your expertise and uh, your golf counsel. Just want you to know I shot a tidy little 40 yesterday on the back nine at Bondhead with a birdie on the last hole, and I give you all the credit for that. Wow, man, that's a tough course, Walter. Yeah. Way so, to go, man. So we'll see, uh, we'll see you soon up at the Richmond Hill Golf Learning Center. Thanks again. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Sean. Looking forward to it. Take it easy, guys. Once again, that was Sean Clement in our Golf Wisdom uh, segment. I highly encourage you to check him out if you uh, have an interest or passion for golf. Uh, Naz, we've got a couple of minutes left. I want to talk about Mike Weir a bit more. Absolutely. He brought that up. Last week's performance was absolutely fantastic to watch. And I was pulling for the guy to win. He finished second, got a big paycheck. People were counting him out, like totally out, a lot of people. And yeah. and. and so they should with his performance. Yeah, I, I don't know Mike Weir personally. I do know some people who uh, do know him, and um, he's one of the most beloved uh, players on, on, on the PGA Tour. Everybody was re- rooting for him last week, including a lot of his fellow tour players. He, he's, had, he's had some tough years. He's had some injuries. Um, very classy guy. Apparently he's very, very dedicated, very committed, and um, hopefully this is a start of uh, – uh, a turnaround, a little bit of turnaround in his career. Uh, we, we'd certainly love to see him in in the uh, in the top ranks on the tour again. Uh, apparently, through this victory, he he will have earned enough money to uh, be on the tour next year full time. So that's that's a big bonus. Second place, not victory, but oh, no, sorry, his second place it felt like a victory. It felt like a victory. It was a moral victory, anyways. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, this is uh, this is a. Uh, a sign of good things to come for Mike Weir, and we hope he keeps it going. And the great thing is, uh, the golf broadcast—I think it was CBS, right? Yep. They showed every shot Mike Weir made last Sunday. They showed him every every time. And this thing about while well, they don't show the Canadian guys, they don't show the Canadian guys is all a bunch of bull. No, they show the Canadian guy because he's in contention. That's right. <laughs> it's not. It wasn't a question whether he was Canadian or not. He's in second. He was in first place for a good chunk of the good chunk of the day. So they had no choice but to show him. And another thing, Eugenie Bouchard. What an absolutely tremendous tennis player she is. She is going to be the number one tennis player in the world within probably a year, a year and a half. She's already beaten some of the top players at a very, very young age. And she's got a great future ahead of her yeah. on, the, on the tennis tour. And we're certainly going to be – I know our sponsor, Pizzaville, is a big supporter of the Rogers Cup. They're big tennis supporters, so we're going to be uh, talking a little bit more tennis uh, as we get closer to the Rogers Cup coming up uh, in the next couple of months. Uh, and you know who she's dating. No, I don't. Who is she dating? The Montreal Canadiens, number 27. Is that Galchenyuk? Galchenyuk. Oh. Wow. There's a there's, a, there's something for you. Anyways, so we're just down to the last minute of the show. Uh, watch for soccer. 
to become on the top of the news wires in the next uh, next couple of weeks. The World Cup starts on June the 12th. Uh, we had uh, a big uh, ramp up uh, in soccer yesterday. It was a fantastic game between Real and Atletico. Controversial ending. Um, uh, Real tied it up in what they call phantom injury time and then uh, won their 10th Champions League uh, Cup. Who are you going to be watching for in the World Cup this year, Nes? Oh, Forza Italia, of Forza course. Forza Italia. Anyways, uh, they don't look like they have one of their. Uh, they don't have one of their best teams, from what uh, the preliminary reports show. But uh, Italians always seem to be better when uh, when they're down. Anyways, thanks for listening in to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We'll see you again next Sunday morning. Uh, not see you again. We'll hear, we'll listen to you again next Sunday morning, nine a.m. here on seven forty a.m. radio. Thanks, Cal. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.